How's it going? It's going good. Good, good. Good to hear from you. Yeah. Okay. So although we had like a brief, do... huh? What? Oh, well, I was going to say, would you like to do the honors? I always like to do the honors. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all about doing the honors. Okay. Um, I thought you would be. Of course. Uh, you know me well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, Listening audience, welcome to another week of Wait. Tell me everything. I'm Andrea. And I'm Kristen. And today we're very excited to have a special guest. Yay! Uh, the winner of our contest from back in May, her social media plug us on your social media contest. And uh, one who we consider a super fan. Yes, she has on un, um, unprompted, unprompted told people about us. So, yes, super fan, super fan. <laughs> so, welcome to the show, Tanisha. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Yay! Thank you. Yeah. We're so happy to have you. I yeah. am happy, albeit slightly nervous, to be here. Uh, what are you nervous about? You talk to us, you know, before. all the time, all I the know, time. So but... it's just the same thing. Don't think about anyone listening. Just and yeah. once we get started, you're gonna totally forget. Okay, I'm just concerned. I might say something that I don't want other people to hear. <laughs> oh. Well, join Welcome the club. To our world. <laughs> Welcome to our world. <laughs> yeah, I was like, because someone asked me today. I was like, oh yeah, the podcast. Oh, so yeah, we are. We were out doing something. And she was like, I was like, yeah, the podcast. And I was like, oh, she's like, do you listen to your podcast? I was like, not anymore. She's like, you don't check it. I was like, well, I listened like to just check to see that everything went okay. But after that, I was like, Andrea does that. And afterwards, I was like, I don't want to have to listen to that again. Like, I don't want to have to hear what I said. Like, <laughs> who wants to relive that? Because I know I said crazy things. So I was like, I don't want to relive that and go, ooh, what is it? But yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. I do. I Since I'm in charge of editing, I listen to it pretty much immediately after we're done recording. <laughs> um, and I'm actually a little um, embarrassed at how funny I think I am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think you're what? funny. Thank I you. crack myself up. I crack myself up. That was up. hilarious. Okay, yeah, I have done that before where I've said something silly. And I was like, okay, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. You are because I'm sitting in my car laughing right along with you, like <laughs> looking like a crazy lady. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So here we are. Um, so the way the for- that we're going to format tonight is actually just going to be the same as we do every night, except we have an extra an extra voice. Peanut. Yeah, and, and yeah, another peanut another another peanut in the peanut gallery. There will be three peanuts with you tonight. 
Or three um, horses, I like. All to say. three or four. <laughs> there you go. See, I wasn't gonna go there, but um, yeah. So the gallery is yeah. just a little fuller tonight, um, <laughs> and we'll just go through each of our segments like we normally do, and it's gonna be a good time. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yay. Okay. Mm-hmm. As I usually say, okay, enough of that. Get going. Let's let's start this thing. What do you, what do you got? <laughs> what bummer and like totally related story do you have for us? <laughs> hey, I like my little pattern. There's got to be some kind of segue into all your shenanigans. So I know, I, like I try. Tell, oh my god, look what Kim Kardashian right. did. Like <laughs> that was horrible. It was so <gasps> bad. So bad. Okay, okay. Yeah. so newsworthy. I have again two stories. Um. And my first one tonight is an update, a follow-up to a previous story, um, and it's um, from abcnews.com. This is um, from today, uh, byline um, Aaron Katursky and Josh Margolin. And the opening is, Harvey Weinstein's attorneys plan to ask a Manhattan judge to dismiss the most serious sex assault charge filed against him according to the new court filing wow right uh, well of course that's what i would want to do if i have a right. very serious court you know a charge against me i would want that one sexual assault charge yeah yeah, yeah you would want the one. most mm-hmm. get rid of the most serious ones please yeah. and then the rest we can just negotiate yeah. down to nothing mm-hmm. um Ugh, disgusting s- Oh, he's such a, he's so gross. And there's a picture of him in this. And I'm just like, you know what? It's so ironic to me. I think I've said this before, but like if there was a movie about like a gross, like, you know, movie mogul, like, you know, <laughs> film industry person who was also like disgusting and like laying his hands on any and everybody without being invited, you could not cast it better than casting Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> he's so yucky. Yeah, he's um, he exudes pervert. He, he does. <laughs> Just he, I'm a perv. T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Watch my hands. You know, dictionary. His face. Yeah. Ugh, definitely. So, the lawyers are going to argue that the embattled movie mogul had an ongoing romantic relationship with the unnamed accuser whose account prompted Weinstein's indictment on rape charges. Wow. Okay. I'm sorry. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I do in my car. (laughs) (laughs) So what they're saying is that um, they're going to argue that um, the first degree rape charge is invalid because his relationship with the unnamed accuser continued after the date of the alleged attack. Um, and in order to demonstrate that the, the, the ugh, excuse me that the relationship was consensual, the lawyers want to submit to the judge in his criminal case a cachet of several dozen emails ugh. Weinstein allegedly traded with the accuser. Okay, so that is because yeah. like, we know that husbands can rape their wives, so right that doesn't mean anything. But go on. Mm-hmm. right so this is this is basically based on the premise that if i'm still in relationship with you that there could not have been an an event that was not consensual um so this is problematic on its face um so weinstein's criminal attorney ben braffman 
faces a Friday deadline to file the pretrial motion in New York seeking the dismissal of the rape charge. Uh, defense attorneys intend to urge the criminal court judge to dismiss the top charge on the basis that Manhattan DA Vance, uh, Cyrus Vance Jr. did not follow rules requiring the prosecutors to bring potentially exculpatory information, I cannot talk tonight, um, to the grand jury before the indictment is voted on. So they're basically saying, you know, the DA didn't, the DA held these emails and should not have. Mm-hmm. Um, but a spokesperson for DA Vance, well, there, there was a decline to comment from the DA's office. Mm-hmm. Um, these new documents were filed just yesterday in a bankruptcy court in Delaware. And the emails that are in question were allegedly sent and received through Weinstein's official company email account. After he was fired, his lawyers gained access to the emails. But a bankruptcy judge overseeing the disillusion, disillusion, yeah, I don't know why that sounded wrong, mm-hmm. <laughs> of the Weinstein company issued a protective order banning the attorneys from disseminating them. So Weinstein was indicted back in May and July by a Manhattan grand jury on charges that he sexually assaulted three women. Among the charges is one count of first-degree rape and another of third-degree rape, both in connection with one alleged encounter on March 18, 2013, at a hotel on Manhattan's east side. Um, He's also facing additional sexual assault charges, but those are not addressed in this court filing. And um, it says the emails are to be attached as exhibits to pretrial motions, which must be filed in the Supreme Court of New York County no later than August 3rd. That's tomorrow or today, if you're listening to this podcast on Friday, Um, seeking a dismissal of the indictment for, among other things, the failure of the prosecutor to advise the grand jury of the substance of these exculpatory communications made by one of the three complaining witnesses underlying the counts of the indictment and contained in the emails. That's um, from the uh, written um, filing by Weinstein's attorneys. Um, And it goes on to say, it is Mr. Weinstein's belief that these emails are material and exculpatory and the failure of the district attorney to provide this evidence to the grand jury warrants a dismissal of the indictment. Mm-hmm. Weinstein has pleaded not guilty, has said through his attorneys that any sexual encounters he had with women over the years were consensual. <sighs> through wielding his power. Right. right. That's the thing. Like it's not like the rapey guy around the corner snatching a woman and like forcing himself. Right. But, like, with right. your power or like you can determine whether I work or not like yes like it's right. not consensual it's yeah oh, right God. and the same goes for this notion of a quote unquote relationship like right. it's a relationship in his head but I'm imagining that these are women that felt compelled to like go through these motions in order to stay employed or whatever mm-hmm. not blacklisted right mm-hmm. absolutely um, so yeah, so there's so I mean, there's so much that this, you know, this uh, what's black and white on these uh, court filings does not address about the bigger picture. Um, and it's just disgusting that in, in 2018, we're still having conversations, especially right. after all this 
Me Too movement and all, you know, this whole this whole particular scandal and all the subsequent um, accusations that have been put out there against men right. um, mm-hmm. in the industry in particular. Um, it's it's unfathomable to me that we're still having conversations about um that you know that don't understand consent um, right. <laughs> and like it's in it, in its full you know the full embodiment of what consent actually right. is mm-hmm. should be and should look like and um and that someone who um wields power over you with regard to something as precious as employment mm-hmm. right. um yeah is can you know that there's there's just it, 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 I don't know. I, I don't have words for it because it's just, it's, yeah. it's, it's crazy. So it's it is. He apparently has not, you know, done any soul searching or <laughs> like, yeah, I thought he was going to like, I almost spit out my drink. <laughs> I, I, I thought he was going to the French Riviera to do some soul searching to think about what he did. So apparently, not so much like no. we all knew so no. yeah yeah, yeah. So he's like he just had a lovely vacation which you know i'm thinking i was like yeah <laughs> i was so, like why is he in the fridge Riviera and not in jail somewhere like why is he just like, yeah that was it? a yeah. big yeah that was crazy um oh, gosh i'm gonna yeah. need them to put the shackles on him like they did bill so we need a hashtag you too yeah <laughs> not hashtag you two yeah <laughs> you going to yes like it's so crazy like i don't oh, gosh. it's that so is hysterical um yeah it's it's crazy and it's it's um it's just whatever it's so stupid it's infuriating yeah it is just... infuriating um yeah. so yeah so that's the update on that scoundrel Mm-hmm. Scoundrel, scoundrel, <laughs> you saw our scoundrel. I was like, did he tie someone to the railroad track? Yes, yes, he, <laughs> yes, he is the villain in any yes, movie. He, <laughs> he is the bandit on the train. He is all those things. Oh, God, when you said scoundrel, I just immediately thought of like him tying her to the railroad track. Okay, go on. I'm sorry. You are a disaster. Okay. In the best way. In the oh yes, in the best way. <laughs> um okay. So mm-hmm. my second story. Okay, so first of all, let's just be clear. The headlines are all about a bunch of stuff that I just do not care to even dip my toe in. So I found talking this... about the preachers at the White House. Uh no. <laughs> the preachers oh. at the White House. No. I was like, Oh, okay. I thought that was the story you didn't want to do. Okay. Mm. that would be a good topic too though because okay go on okay go on i don't know about the preachers at the The preachers at the white house girl just sitting around the table the round table oh you know what i did see a little something about that but by yeah so i i didn't i didn't look into that i also but like literally the headlines are all trump manafort uh kushner Ivanka, Trump, you know, like, it's just, yeah. I was like, I cannot. I'm so like, tired of them. Like, I, every, a, for a good run, like, it was like every week. And I was like, I'm so tired. So, yes, tell us your other story. So, I found this other story, which I've just found interesting. The headline drew me in, and it's it's actually um, uh, a plug for a movie that's coming out, which, um, but the information around it is interesting. So, the headline 
This is out of refinery29.com. The headline is from hooking up to honey trapping, what it's really like to date as a CIA operative. Hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. I'm intrigued by the description. Right? Honey. Okay. Honey, honey trapping. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds a little icky to me, but go ahead. It's a little icky. Well, it's sticky. a little icky. Yeah. A little sticky and icky. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit of everything, ladies. Good. What? Okay. I don't. Okay. Do tell. No. Yeah. Do, I will tell. Okay. This uh, byline is by Elena Nikolau. And um, she sounds like a Russian spy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Written by a Russian spy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so, um, and this is out. This is just from a, um, from yesterday, August first. So, Emily Branwen was a theater major living in her childhood bedroom in St. Louis, Missouri, when her life sharply veered toward the extraordinary. It says, at the urging of her quote-unquote spy nut of a mom, (laughs) Brandon um, Brandwin applied for a mysterious posting at the CIA and got it. After a brief stint in the disguise department of the CIA, where her theater major came in handy, Brandwin became an operations officer, the official term for the job more commonly known as spy. Oh. Operations officer. So just in case you were wondering what your official title would be if you went to go work for the CIA. There we have it. There you go. Um, so um, apparently there's a movie, a Justin Thoreau uh, movie coming out, The Spy Who Dumped Me. Um, that's coming out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I, Have you seen this? Okay, I, didn't, yeah. I, don't, I don't think I've heard of it. I'm not going to go see that, but I don't I'm still waiting I'm for s- Crazy Rich Asians, but... Right. Um, yeah, not going to see that, but I've seen the commercials for it. I don't even dumb. think I've seen commercials for it. It looks dumb. Okay. It's, I mean, the title's kind of goofy. Uh, but anyway, uh, Brandwin and her fellow operations officer, um, much like the main character in this movie, hid their identities from their loved ones outside of the agency. But unlike in the movie, they wouldn't involve their significant others in European shootouts. She says, that would never happen, laughing. If that happened, the American spy would get thrown into prison and sent back to the U.S. where they'd lose their job or work in the basement of the CIA on the Canada branch. <laughs> um, I so, love that the banishment is the Canada branch. Right. Like, I was like, nothing's that's, happening there. Nothing's <laughs> happening there. That's where we're, you know, like, that was really funny. So, Branwen finds fault with aspects of the movie's more fantastical premise. Um, but the one thing that she says is accurate is that dating as a CIA agent is always a wild ride. Um, she shed light on the occasional bureaucratic challenges that dampen romance, the absolute raucousness that takes place amid trainee spies at, quote unquote, the farm, mm. and why spies make the best and most dangerous partners. Um, so they uh, broke it down into several uh, different findings based on their interview with her. And the first one was, there's a lot, and we mean a lot, of dating and marriages among CIA operatives. 
Yeah. Yeah, that makes the most sense. It's that so makes a ton of sense. Right. I, mean, I, like... saw, I saw Quantico. Like, I, I saw it. And they talk about Quantico in this. <laughs> that's <laughs> coming up. up. Okay. Yeah, wow. everyone's hooking up. She said, and that's exactly what she said. She's like, everybody was hooking up constantly. It's a little like Melrose Place because everyone dates each other. Um, <laughs> Bradwin said the most fervent period came during quote-unquote spy school where mm-hmm. new operatives were taught the ins and outs of the job. Uh, she says, it's this very high-stress environment, and instructors want to make it high-stress. Hooking up is a natural release. The Ooh. rigors and... <laughs> <laughs> well, well. And, like, who else can you talk to but the other people who are in the same situation? Right. right. So, yeah. Yeah, course, and you've so. got, like, you're, it's, like, this big co-ed thing. Like, everyone's, yeah. like, in shape. Like, it's, yeah, it is the making of a, of a very good... Um, drama. Yeah, time TV eyes show. While you're gazing over each other at the shooting range. Yeah, we, we get it. <laughs> Is that what's happening at the shooting range? Yeah, googly eyes, obstacle course. Yes, uh, again, I saw Quantico. <laughs> again, Quantico. Yes. Um, <laughs> all of the costumes readily available. Like you can switch it up with your wigs. Yeah. Like, oh, thank you, Tanisha, yeah. for yeah. a little insight into your romance. <laughs> yes. All right, now, married lady. <laughs> Mm. Okay, moving on. Oh, no wigs. As <laughs> <laughs> um, you were saying. Yes. As you were yes. saying. Yes. Go have a cold drink of water there. Um, <laughs> the rigors and the stresses of the job, especially in training, lead to romance, as cliche as it sounds. For a pop culture insight into the quotidian stresses and streamy stress relief of the CIA, look no further than the show Quantico. Um, Even if hooking up reached a fever pitch during spy school, Brandon continued to date other operatives throughout her time at the CIA, as did other operatives. Often, these relationships resulted in marriages. Um, and she says, I know more couples who dated and got married within the agency than didn't. Hundreds. There's so much intermarriage in the agency because it's such a crazy job. You might be working at 2 a.m., but your spouse is too. Mm-hmm. And that actually made a lot of sense. Like, you have this job that no one else would tolerate. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's like it would be, like, really hard to be married to a civilian and be this, you know, like, and I right. think that's you know like okay so you're that's why you're coming home that's why you're not home for five nights sure right you know? mm-hmm. you're not yeah work. you at the club <laughs> right yeah. we know all that i'm in exactly. germany like yeah i'm in some like other place like yesterday yeah it's yeah no no one's gonna deal with that no one's gonna deal with that <laughs> unless they're also a spy themselves so mm-hmm. she says she also knows tons of couples who got married got divorced and then got married to someone else also in the agency so it's like it's just a incestuous essentially his little thing. So that was the first part. Then um, operatives apply their job skills to their dating life, and this is not always a good thing. Um, she says, uh, dating amid a pool of government-sanctioned sac- liars can be complicated. <laughs> um, at spy school, you get the black book on how to lie and manipulate. Now you're dating someone else who also knows how to do this. There's a saying within the agency that's, that goes, don't case officer me. As in, I know your tricks. Don't try to use your Jedi mind tricks on me. You have to remember to be a normal human being. Um, so well, they need that reminder. Like, right. Be a person. Be a person. So it's very interesting. And she was just, you know, and she gives some examples of like things that happen. 
um, with her, you know, where she had to like call, you know, a, a potential uh, a boyfriend or someone that she was dating out uh, literally on like, you know, the same type of like mind trick thing or whatever. Um, so then um, the next part is um, you think your dating life is hard. Try being a spy. It says, though, pop culture could tell you otherwise. Spies aren't glamour magnets like James Vaughn. In fact, covert operation officers have to hide behind a disguise of dullness. Now, this is something mm. I definitely never thought about. It says, Branwyn said that when it came to dating outside the agency, her cover job, purposely designed to be boring and technical, was a real damper. When you're dating, you want to put your best face forward. You want to look attractive and interesting. But if you're undercover in the CIA, you have to have a cover job that's incredibly boring. You're meeting people who are lobbyists and working for senators, and you're like, I work in the basement of the Pentagon. Some guy's going to be like, check, please. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and then she says, say, you, say that you surmount that obstacle and actually meet someone you like. If the person is not American, you must decide whether you're prepared to scale the CIA's mountain of bureaucracy for love. The CIA requires its employees to submit paperwork for any foreign national with whom they have, quote unquote, close and continuing contact. And the definition of close and continuing contact is after two dates. Oh, yeah. Mm. So a lot of men have one night stands, she says, because they don't have to report it. They can literally sleep with whoever they want and wow. be like, OK, OK, no paperwork. Right. Um she overheard, yeah, she overheard debates among colleagues about whether a person was merely good or if they were, quote, paperwork good. Mm. Um, and you get two dates to figure this out? You get two dates to figure this out. That's awful. I, I see that. I'm just like, God, you're not worth it. Like, two dates? Like, mm, you got to be, like, exceptional. Yeah, you'd have to be exceptional. I mean, you'd have to just... Hit hit those two dates like completely out of the, the bar. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like you got to come out with like sparklers and doing all Talk your magic tricks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. I also see how it breeds that type of, um, for lack of better words, incestuous, you mm -hmm. know, dating environment within right. the agency. You really have such limited options. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, this is good. So, people in DC, if you get ghosted. It's not because you're a bad person. It's because you're dating a spy. <laughs> That's right. So, or yeah. what's Maybe. the official name? Office uh, uh, operative? Oper oper yeah, an operations officer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe. That might be why. Yeah, that might be you, might, you, you can might, add that to the yeah. list. Or you just you might, can be add it. You might just be a jerk, yeah. yeah. So, uh... <laughs> Boring <laughs> now, date. Or, yeah, really just no, no, no good small talk. Um... At least the secrets don't have to last forever. If the relationship is headed towards engagement or marriage, an agent is then allowed to make their partner witting of their employment. So mm. there's that. You know what? Don't wait. Don't wait and tell me what your job is until, like, we've already been in get No. Just, I don't want to be on your But list. I can't tell you, Tanisha, because we're not but serious yet. But how many yet. people break up at that point because you've been lying to me for yeah or whatever? And then now that you have this person that knows... And they all mad. But it's my job. I'm Never. just saying. Okay, so what happens if I break it off because I'm not down with your job? Then what do you do with me? Because I know your secret now. You're well, dead. then I kill you. Yeah, I'm like, you're See? dead. <laughs> See? Hey, spies, leave me alone. 
<laughs> date amongst <laughs> yourselves, spies. Date, continue to date amongst yourselves. Leave me be. Yeah. Leave me be. Oh, yeah, Unless you want to buy a line house. of spies lined up outside our doors. You don't know yeah. what's outside my door. <laughs> Unless you want to buy a house, <laughs> then, then talk to me. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, go I was away. Like... <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> okay. Now, on the other side of this, though, it says that um, Spy School also trains you to be good at dating. Branwen suggests sending the contestants to Spy School on the next season of The Bachelor. She says it'll make them better listeners, better daters. She experienced the transference of skills firsthand when after six years in the CIA, she moved to Los Angeles and started dating as a civilian again. When you're a spy, you have to also be listening and thinking about that other person and the information that they're sharing. When I left, that was immensely helpful to really hear what mm-hmm. someone is saying and really take it in. It made me a better partner in that sense. I really try to hear what someone is trying to say. So that's actually very interesting to mm-hmm. say, like, you know, to see the, how, like, the flip side of it is. Okay, yeah, you are, you know, un- unfortunately, you're a very good liar, uh, which is terrible for a relationship. But on the other hand, you're also a, an incredibly good and listener and probably pretty intuitive, which mm-hmm. is ter- like the probably the what the two qualities that people most often don't have in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then getting to some of the uh, lustier uh, topics, mm-hmm. according to Brandwin. <laughs> Um, According to Brandwin, the goal of any operations officer is to spot, assess, and potentially recruit assets to the U.S. using the methods taught in spy school. In works of pop culture about Russian spies like my favorite show, The Americans, or the movie Red Sparrow, characters are trained to use their body, all of their body. To extract information (laughs) from targets, American spy schools teach actually the opposite. Getting romantically involved, she says, with other involved with your asset is the biggest no-no there is. It is essentially a fireable offense. Once you introduce that aspect into a relationship, you lose control because your emotions become involved. And the most important thing is to always have control over that relationship. Other countries like Russia will use it as a tactic to recruit somebody, whether it's to manipulate someone or use it as blackmail, but the U.S. does not. Mm. Oh, that's like that other show. What was that? The one where the she thought she was crazy. Carrie Matheson. And she thought the guy, the hero, the war hero was a... Uh... Oh, oh, oh. Um, oh, God. Oh, I used to yes. watch that show. I still watch it, and I'm, like, seeing it in my head. Um, it's on Showtime. Yeah. Um, yes, oh, my Showtime. gosh. Anyway. I watch nothing, so I can't help you. Yeah, you're no help. Um, <laughs> what is it called? I'm like, her name was Carrie. Yeah, you know her name. Yeah. And, oh, my gosh. It'll come to me. But, yeah. yeah there was so that was very interesting it's this is called the honeypot trope <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's commonly associated with, it is very salacious it's a commonly associated with spies and Branwyn says people frequently ask her how many people she slept with for the job wow um, i know and it sounds she's like, like another profession i right. know and she's like a, I love that you didn't ask me if I did. You just jumped to how many. And then, right. 
Um, she's like, it's a government job. What do you think people would do for a government job? I'm not going to do that. Um, so <laughs> the, <laughs> I love that even spies are like, oh, oh government job. Right. I mean, <laughs> it's like the ultimate government job, right? Um, so the odds are low. You're, and then the conclusion is the odds are low. Your ex was a spy, although you can never be sure. It says, if is your significant other always coming up with excuses for why he can't meet up? Is she frequently out of town on mysterious trips? Brandwin says there are a million reasons why your partner's unavailable, and chances are they're not because he's involved in U.S. intelligence. <laughs> he just don't want to see you. <laughs> he, he ain't feeling you like that. He's and I thought that. of it, it's Homeland. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good job, Homeland. Thank you. I am familiar with that show, though I've never seen it. Okay, you've heard of it. You've heard of it. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was very oh my word Um, there aren't a lot of CIA spies out there the actual operatives make up the smallest percentage of employees at the CIA which I thought was an interesting little bit of information I would imagine that makes sense yeah I I don't know I I think I thought I've in my mind the CIA was just all a bunch of spies and then like some administrative people same here (laughs) I thought it was just an army of spies right that's a lot of people to control so you would need probably like twice as many people to kind of control and monitor that many people that's Mm -hmm. true it does say smallest percentage but that doesn't mean there's a few of them right Yeah. yeah So that's true. Um, so that's basically it. It says um, she worked as a disguise officer and an operations officer at the Central Intelligence Agency, um, where she was deployed all over the globe working on mission critical operations. And you can follow her on Twitter at CIA Spy Girl. I am going to follow her on Twitter because um, <laughs> I think I would have been a good spy. Really? I do. I do. I think Would you really be there? I think so. I think I Okay, I can okay, stop laughing, Andrea. I'm uh, sorry. Could you please give us the list of reasons why you feel this way? Yes. Yes, please please share. I'm personable. I can uh, mm-hmm. extract information and conversation from people and get them to, you know. Open up to you? Yeah. Tell mm-hmm. me, like, government secrets. And they'd be none the wiser because they'd be like, surely that nice woman over there <laughs> isn't going to bring down our government. So I think that. I think wow. that those valid qualifications for okay, being a spy, so or or I could have worked for the FBI. So carry... basically, she's an engager and a Hufflepuff, and <laughs> right? <or> and <laughs> then yeah, and clearly anyone who is a ridiculous engager and <laughs> the ultimate Hufflepuff should work as a spy <laughs> for the Central Intelligence Agency. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. She's like, yep, I still hold. To my um assertion, yep, yep. CIA, look me up, look me up. Oh god, please don't look her up. Don't please. look her up. I like, yeah, I like my freedom. <laughs> um, we have enough problems. 
<laughs> we really do have enough problems without this one trying to uh, coerce information from Russians. Oh my yeah, god! Tell me more about that. Yeah. <laughs> tell me more. I'm the I'm the subtlest person on the planet. <laughs> self-awareness i've ever seen that was something that was something (laughs) so on that note let's just venture over to craziness well the first thing the viral box is actually something that's positive and Hmm. unlike the normal just shenanigans that i usually talk about in viral box Okay. Um, so the biggest thing that I've seen shared this week has to do with LeBron James and mm. the opening of the I Promise School. So mm-hmm. there's a meme that has been going around of him that says LeBron's I Promise School and just talking about like a few of the things that they're offering. So free tuition, free uniforms. This was so, oh my God, great. A free bicycle and helmet. Free transportation within two miles, free breakfast, lunch, and snacks, um, food pantry for the families, um, GED and job placement services for parents, and guaranteed mm-hmm. tuition to the University of Akron for every student who graduates. So, wow. So he opened this school wow, yeah. Yeah, in his um, hometown of Akron, Ohio, and it's not like a charter school it is a public school and the Akron um, school district is you know it's a part of the Akron school district so I know a lot of people were like oh it's like a charter school like no but it's kind of like one of those you know I guess kind of like a um, not a charter but like maybe a magnet school or something Mm -hmm. like that within there Um, and he just said we just want everything for them everything and more so it's going to mean a lot to me Um, So basically it's established by his family foundation and again the Akron Public School System. It'll run from July 30th through May 17th, which is a little longer than um, the normal school year, and they'll keep students up to um, 5 p.m. each day. Mm -hmm. Um, And currently there are 243rd and 4th grade students. Um, It's Mm going to be a hands-on STEM-focused curriculum. Nice. Um, with his We Are Family philosophy, he talked mm-hmm. a lot about, you know, kind of like a family environment uh, with the student, staff, and teachers. Um, and they're going to expand from first to eighth grades by 2022. So that's kind of the plan. So kudos to him for yes. uh, start, you know, for doing this and putting his money where his mouth is mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all of that good stuff. So... Awesome. And it's also a really nice facility. Oh, my God. It was beautiful. Really lovely. I saw some of the mm-hmm. video from it. And even just the, how gorgeous the, the entryway is. Yeah. With all the, oh, like, my gosh. I know. Like the, the, the grand staircase. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was like, wow. Like, and that will make such a difference just to these students just walking in the door. Just the entryway into their school. Just like change your perspective like each day right. so this is just you know this is awesome and 
hopefully more people will follow this example and you know mm-hmm. so this is great so that again like my finally you know it's not a dance thing or some crazy argument uh, with two foolish people it was just like a very positive thing that everyone has been sharing like mm-hmm. all week so I was like finally <laughs> thank you <laughs> You know, another piece to that that I thought was admirable was um, so this idea of it having that family atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And I read somewhere that he really wanted it to be a place. So not a job, not a a job that people feel like they, you know, they have to get up and go to, but a place where you would look forward to being. Mm-hmm. And I just, I feel like even with our own school experience, with it mm-hmm. feeling so much like a whole, even beyond community, but just a family atmosphere, it makes such a difference. Everyone is invested, yeah. kids, teachers, grandparents. So establishing that at the front, I thought was just beautiful. Yeah. So that's, yeah. And he talked about, you know, how often he changed schools when he was mm-hmm. younger and you know, just kind of set up the stability and the family atmosphere. I was just like, that is cool. So I don't care where your base, um, baseball, Lord, I know what sport he plays, your basketball alliances lay. Um, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a team, but I was like, I love like what he does um, off the court, like all of his, you know, kind of like his comments, his social activism, as well as all of his philanthropy. Like it's been awesome. And he seems like a good little family man. So, yay. Yay for him. Okay, so wait, tell me everything. Of course, there's a few things. Um, So the first one I saw was from last week. Um, So Monique um, refuses to win and insists on staying on the wrong side of everything. Uh, I can't with her. So, have you guys heard about this? No. No. Okay, great. Wait, tell me everything. (laughs) (laughs) And we have a winner! Yeah, she's got the concept. Yes. (laughs) So, during an interview last week on KTLA's Morning News, you know, where all the big stories um, happen. (laughs) All all the major stories break on KTLA. (laughs) She told the show's um, host what she thought about Roseanne Barr. Like, Roseanne Barr and this whole situation came up. Okay. And so she said, Monique, she said, I remember when I had the Monique show and there was a big major black superstar talent I'm like who was that <laughs> big major black superstar talent that had white representatives and they told their talent that show is too black and we well it was but it was good but it was, it was really black and we really don't want you to go on there what? But there was a white woman named Roseanne Barr. Like the the king or something. Uh, there was a white woman named Roseanne Barr that showed up for me. And they didn't hear the conversation when the cameras weren't rolling. That woman was giving me some beautiful words. Mm. She called Roseanne Barr her sister in comedy. And that we shouldn't put uh, Roseanne on the racist list. And she wants all of us to give her a break. Uh, she said, my sister made a mistake. And, uh, and she said something I know she wishes she could take back. But what I would ask is we don't throw her away. It's like, you're thrown away. So I'm like, I don't think you should be like, advocating for us not to throw somebody else away when 
See, that kind of throws you away. But okay. Uh, and so and they both out point, on the curb together. Right, they all about that together. Yeah, the little so, sticks. The little sticks with that. And she went straight Toy Story telling Roseanne, like, talk to the camera. You have a friend in me. I was like, no, she didn't. No! <laughs> Not you have a friend in me. I was like, did you quote Toy Story? So yeah, Randy Newman, again, Randy Newman, he makes the Randy Newman just keeps coming back. <laughs> on our podcast. I love Randy Newman. I love Randy Newman. So yeah, so that, I was like, oh, oh Monique, why? If you go why? stand for something, and so she was basically like, her and Valerie Jarrett need to get together and have a sit down. And so uh, Valerie Jarrett is not thinking about Roseanne. She was on The View, I guess, recently, and someone asked her about it, and she said, Roseanne who? <laughs> so, wow. Yes. So, yes. So, so that was that. So, again, Rose, uh, Monique, just right. get a real manager and stop. No, just stop. Like, she's not talented i mean i just just go live some life somewhere leave us alone leave stop us alone to stop 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 addressing us stop addressing us um so yeah so that was that so i was like oh good grief um so the other one uh, the next story again another person we t- talk about a lot um cousin megan Cousin so, Megan. Um, so basically, Megan's white side just got loose lips. They just need to shut up. Uh, not, why? Okay, people need to shut up. Yes. Okay. So are these the cousins? Me. No, these this is her half brother and sister. But this story is about her daddy. Mm. So again, we've mentioned our crazy ass half brother and sister before. Yes. And their letters and books and all of their, their interviews and um, her dad's pre-wedding shenanigans, they got him um, uninvited, his invites to that for the royal wedding. Well, he just can't stop talking now. So apparently he's done a few interviews now, um, dropping jewels like how she's unhappy as a royal. What? She's controlled by Kensington Palace. And she's turned her back on him knowing, quote unquote, I could die tomorrow. Oh. So um, in this recent interview, he brought up her mother. No, he didn't. Now, you know, there is an army of black women who are standing between Doria and everybody on the planet. Because this is what got my attention. Because I saw those other articles. I was like, oh, no, he didn't. And, and in my notes, I have mother in caps. So it's like. <laughs> you shouted it in your notes. Yeah. Her mother and his ex-wife say that Megan inherited her, quote, unquote, attitude from her mother. No, and that's he did not why pull she, that attitude card. Yeah, he did. And that's why she was able to cut him off after the wedding with so little regard. Mm. And he quoted, he's like, Megan got her attitude from her mother. Doria always told Megan, if they're not doing anything for you, why should you do anything for them? Well, that sounds like sound advice to me. So <laughs> <laughs> This is all fact. Yeah, I was like, I don't have I mean, a problem with this advice. I mean, I'm just saying. 
So I well, I already knew I had an attitude, but I was like, so just black women in general, like we all just got attitude. I guess we all just I mean anybody who feels like they shouldn't be uh, used used and <laughs> abused has an attitude if that's the yeah. case. Right. All women. Yes. We all have yeah. attitudes then. Yeah, we all have mm-hmm. attitudes. Anyway, so he goes on. Oh jeez. I like to think that a little kindness goes a long way. I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. A kind word goes a long way. Megan's been an actress for long enough. She's had to deal with fans to know that treating them with kindness is best. You're not her fan. You're her daddy. So stop being crazy. And so like, yeah, he's pretty much like he's done. Yeah, he's done after this. I don't. Yeah, I think he's done. Um, why wasn't he at the wedding? So before the wedding, um, he people were asking him why he wasn't like more involved in kind of doing things or making statements or being seen or whatever. So that half sister told you know set him up with some kind of photographer to do all these little photos of him like getting measured for a tux or him reading in a cafe about London and like the oh royal God. family. And so like set up these pictures or whatever. And so, like, right after those were released, like, just bringing all this, like, crazy attention or whatever, you know, he, you know, was kind of uninvited, but apparently he had some kind of medical issue, too, and he couldn't travel or Yeah, I do remember hearing that medical piece, but he was maybe doing some things that weren't... um, They were unsavory. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, and there went your invite, and so now he's doing more unsavory things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you just see how Mama just sit, sit there and shuts up and she all up in, in everywhere and everybody met the queen and everything? You see how that happens? Right. See like, that happens? Yeah, do that. Yeah. It's so, um, it's, yeah. And the thing is, it's, it's such a classic case of people who um, have such bad form that and the more that they talk in order to try to explain and justify their bad form, the more apparent that it becomes that it's just bad form. <laughs> it's, yeah. not, it's not what you're saying it is. It's not the reasons you're explaining it away. It's just that you um, are not, yeah, you're not cool. You're horrible. Just cut it out already. So so stupid. Yeah, so I was just like, I just feel sorry for it because it's just like, embarrassing at this point you're embarrassing yourself like just stop and i mean this is your daughter like be involved be like a normal person and just be quietly involved in her life like she's an adult like right it's, right or not like if there is or yeah or bow out gracefully like yeah there's a stability, but like you would hope like on the you know on the whatever whether it's reconciliation or just continuing our relationship at whatever level it has been at like yeah like Mm -hmm. let's let's do either one of those quietly and normally like adults ought to do or at least try and maybe our relationship is complicated maybe the family dynamics are weird fine that's like every family ever Um, right you're talking about the british royal family here like right about like weird like family right great yeah yeah. so like let's just work that out quietly between the two of us and stop making um stop putting out press releases 
Right. Yeah. Talking to the daily whatever. Like, just cut it out. Cut it out. We can put the daddy, Monique, and Roseanne (laughs) in a little boat and just send them off. Like they do in Alaska. Was it Alaska where they sit, or the North, whatever, where they send off like their aged people, like put them on a like snow lift and just send them off. (laughs) Is that what they do in Alaska? (laughs) Like it was like a whole like thing where they're like, that's what they do. Like a long time ago, that's what they would do with the elderly. They would put them on like. I think you're making things up. Or maybe I got that from a movie. Let's hope it's fixed. Let's hope so. Good God. The poor elderly in Alaska. Sailed into the sunset. Don't yeah, get so old in Alaska. Bye. <laughs> See you later. Bye, Grandpa. Good luck with the whales. Love you. <laughs> yeah, so. Watch out yeah. for those orcas. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> so, anyway, so yeah, just do that. Just send them off somewhere. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. Okay, so someone we're not going to send off. So this is like, this was fun for me when I heard this. Kind of like unbelievable, but like still like, ugh. So um, in that, anyway, let me just go on. So Beyonce. So anyone who knows anything about fashion knows that two of the biggest fashion events of the year are the Met Gala and Mm -hmm. the release of the September edition of Vogue. Ah, yes. So the September edition is coming up, and our cover girl will be none other than Beyonce. Um, However, that is not the biggest news. Mm -hmm. Apparently, Vogue magazine editor Anna Wintour granted Beyonce the autonomy to choose the photographer who will shoot her and also to edit the cover story that's going to appear inside. Wow. Yeah, so that's like a big deal. And so, mm-hmm. again, the even bigger deal is that Beyonce chose a 23-year-old photographer named Tyler Mitchell, who is an Atlanta native, to photograph her. So, wow. the big news, you know, other than him being 23 from Atlanta, is he will be, this was actually shocking to me, I didn't believe, I didn't even know this, he will be the first African-American photographer hired by Vogue in its 126-year history to shoot the cover. Stop it. Yeah. That is that is so crazy. I did when I read that, I was like, no, I know. But they're like, yes, they've, you know, photographed African-American photographers inside, but none in the whole history of the magazine, the cover. None. none. I found that, wow. I was like, yeah. I didn't yeah. So, um, that is so insane to me. Yeah. That, I mean, because especially, I mean, because there's a ton of very, um, very talented and very well-known uh, Black photographers yeah. um, in the industry, in modeling in particular. Like, yeah. so that just is crazy. It's it's crazy. So, yeah. So he's, again, only 23, but he's already made a splash in the fashion world. He's worked on Marc Jacobs and Givenchy campaigns. Um, last year, he was profiled in the New York Times for his techniques used when shooting people of color. Nice. And about his work, he said, I depict black people and people of, of color in a really real and pure way. This is an honest gaze to my photos. So, um, 
I'm excited for him. Like, this is like a big deal. Like, of course, his social media um, followers has like grown exponentially. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've started following him. You know, I you know recommend you check out his Insta. Um, it's very is he ta- ta- is he at Tyler Mitchell? He's at Tyler's photos. Okay. Ooh, I found him. Yeah. Well, yay, Beyonce. Yeah, so good for her for, like, Mm -hmm. you know, having this autonomy and, like, using this to kind of elevate and help the career Mm -hmm. of this young African-American man. So this is awesome. And I think he's worked with her sister on some things. I think that's what I saw on Instagram. He's worked with um, Solange on some things in the past, too. So, yeah, so congratulations to this young man. So yay, Tyler. And we cannot wait. So, you know, that issue is going to be... You know, oh. big anyway because of the beehive. It's a huge, yeah. But, you know, I'm going to have to go out there and, you know, get this one too. So that is like, that is huge. So it's yeah. huge. It's huge. And it's reminiscent of how uh, Cousin Megan uh, had that, um, ch- was he a celloist um, at mm. the wedding? Mm. And he he also, like, his his whole career has blown up as a result of being featured at the royal wedding oh oh the choir got a record deal right yeah nice. yeah so yeah. so just uh, all like i mean this this is a little bit of a theme and so you know in terms of just lebron and cousin megan and beyonce like all people who are using their influence and their position and their power um, and turning around and giving back to the community mm-hmm. in like very meaningful in ways. meaningful ways. Like this is gonna change this guy's life. And this, you mm-hmm. know, he works with other black models, and you know what I mean. So this is gonna employ other people in this yeah. industry that has very little representation, or you know, that's not the predominant representation that we see right. um, in the fashion industry. So this is gonna, you know, hopefully open another door that I didn't even know need to be open you know in mm-hmm, terms of mm-hmm. the, like the vote right who like, knew right who knew that i had no idea so i was like and i follow that kind of stuff and i was like i did not even know that so that was that That's was crazy crazy so, yeah so that is it so like just some short stories this week Again, there were some other shenanigans but i'm gonna keep it fairly like you know easy this week because yeah Okay. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yay. Yay. All okay. Right. So let's get personal. Will we like um, Tanisha to go first? Because I think she has like a big personal thing <laughs> that happened to her this week. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Tanisha. Guess our guest first. Guest first. Do us the honors. <sighs> get personal with us. Yes. Get personal. It's just us. It's just us. Just us. Yeah. And the other listeners. We don't have any <laughs> listeners but you. You're going to listen to yourself. No. <laughs> I put my only child on an airplane Monday morning. Mm-hmm. Like, if she did not go off to war. She right, right. Just not. FYI, she is not over 18. She is not enrolled in any armed forces. Um, she's, yeah. It was our first time traveling alone. And mm-hmm. I was doing great with it all the way up until we got to the airport. And that's when I began to, like, like hold, have to hold back my tears and get a little choked up and 
you know, and she kept patting me on the shoulder. And was That's like, why she covered right. you. I knew it. Yes, I knew it. I knew she was over there mothering you. She was like, it's okay, mom. It's okay. And we were both were, I mean, she was nervous, but she didn't drop any tears like I did. Right. So right. I She's was ready to go see her cousins. I know. So I was thankful because Delta at least allowed me to, they gave me a pass so that I could get past TSA and mm-hmm. sit with her at the gate until it was time for me to hand her off to <laughs> the agent. I love it. It's like she's five. <laughs> so they do, they have this whole unaccompanied minor program. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't, I just didn't know about any of this. Yeah. So how old do you, how old does it go up to though? Cause it's I just, think 17. No, that's oh my not, god, that, that can't, can't be, be right. That can't I think it right. like maybe like 13 or something or 16, maybe at the latest. I don't oh, know. God, I know really about old. the unaccompanied my oh, 14, thing, yeah. it goes up okay. to 14. Okay, so she's like, oh, a few more years. No, <laughs> yeah, well, right. You know what? I'll be happy when she's 15 because then I won't have to pay for this agent. And there was definitely a piece of me that was like. I don't really know what I paid for because at this point I'm accompanying my minor and right. then she's going to be like in her seat getting tended to by a flight attendant like the other passengers and then she gets off of the plane and then Jerry retrieves her. So I guess like what made the money like all worthwhile is at least you get a pass to get through TSA and then like meet her, meet your minor at the gate. Uh-huh. So, um, so I guess that that was worth it. But she did FaceTime me as soon as she got on the plane, before mm-hmm. before they even taxied out onto the runway, and that was great. I needed that because I was definitely kind of having a moment all by myself at the gate. And then I watched it. I watched the plane until it flew off into the sky. My child, my only child, in this metal container, this metal airborne container that you mean like the, the, the safe yeah safer than a car and the true. safest way to be, transport anybody true anywhere. all true all true oh and mm-hmm. then like she said she, <laughs> she um let me know who she was sitting next to so it was a um a, a parent and her adult child um so i was like turn your phone around so i can see what he looks like just want to you know see where he falls on my creep meter but he definitely didn't look like a creep so that was a plus good um and then yeah she got there and her uncle and her cousin got her right at the gate and she's been having a blast of course of course she misses me though sure (laughs) that was not even an attempt at me Sincere, she saying, does like, miss you, but okay, she's, sure. she's with her mom all the time. It's the routine. I know, and she knows her mom misses her. Do you know? She, yeah, she that's told the me, key. That's the key. She, last night, she told me, "Mom, make sure you go get a pedicure, go get a massage." So, the child essentially has, what we have all been telling you. Yes. Monday. Her um, 11 year old child. Yeah. The 11 year old. So I'm going to do that. I'd let her know I was going to be on the podcast tonight. So I'll get toes and massage over the weekend. I'm Um, so glad. Have you done happy hours and hanging out with your friends that you don't see? I did. Because you're parenting. 
I did. I hung out with another friend from college last night, and mm-hmm. um, we had adult beverages and Mexican food. Terrific. Yeah. What is that? Nice. It's not me. What's what? I hear it like a yelling child or something. You can hear that? It's yes. Like... Okay. One pet peeve. <laughs> the tennis court is for what, friends? Playing tennis. Thank you. The tennis court is for four to have children tennis. run around. Not to have a giant enclosed space where you can let your toddler run free. <laughs> that is not, it's not a little toddler dog park. It is a tennis court. <laughs> as a, um, I'm sorry, but as someone who hangs around with toddlers on a frequent basis, I would see how that's what I would want to do. <laughs> I see this. Oh my gosh! It's the only it's the only uh, complaint I have about the tennis court because the tennis court is actually such. If I if you have to have something like this sort of like community you know facility, it's way better than a pool. It's better. Oh, it's a hundred times better than the pool. It's a hundred times better than a basketball court. Oh yeah. Um, uh, Because when people use it for what it's meant to be used for which is playing tennis again um your toddler right around no <laughs> it's actually quite pleasant like it's you know it's just a quiet little game of tennis it's very usually very polite it's not loud people don't go off on each other like they do in basketball you know it's very it's very very civilized very civilized yes but <laughs> every now and then the the toddler parents decide this is a great place it's like a giant playpen so if you're hearing screams it's an, a toddler okay. that does not belong to me um tanisha i thought she you know failed to tell us something i was like have you acquired a toddler like what is Good happening God, <laughs> no. i Jeez. borrowed a baby yeah ease my pain yeah oh my god if, all, if there's anything i'm reaching for to ease my pain it is not a toddler <laughs> I tell you, I love my little toddler friends, but they are a handful. Again, I'm over there an hour, and I'm like, okay, worn out, and lay down. Mm -hmm. It's like I just Mm -mm. got here. What is happening? Because they're crazy. Are they crazy? Yes, they are. Run wild. Yeah, I call them little maniacs. My friend Christina has them like in a little. (laughs) She has them in like a little area where the gate is. They're in the like living room, and then like. Her husband like opened the gate to go in, and the little boy like shot out, like I'm escaping, and it just it, he he was just like it was that was it. He was just running all over the place, and like freedom. And so yeah, they're just little maniacs. Once they get out of their little play area, they like run all over the house and like are giggling and laughing and grabbing things. And I was like. Oh my god. I'm just saying anybody else that you have to contain in a gated place with cushioned <laughs> walls is officially a maniac. <laughs> it's just as much to a baby. But they're <laughs> maniacs. They're not as cute. They're not as adorable. You're right. Actual insane people are not as cute. <laughs> yes. And it's happy to see you as toddlers. Um, well, so yes. yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so Tanisha, you're gonna do all of those self care things. I am self care instead of shuttling around a preteen and practices and this and that and so forth. Playdates, yeah. 
Good job. And I'm looking forward to this being an annual summer thing. I remember when we would go back to Louisiana. Well, I, my dad took us a couple times when I was little. Um, and then even going back to Kansas City when we moved to California. So mm-hmm. I'm happy that she has a place to go to and cousins her age to grow up with. So she's with my brother now. And then um, I think come the weekend, she'll be with my sister and her four daughters. So there will be six girls. Oh, my so, God. Oh, wow. How, how long is she going to be gone for? Um, nine days. So she comes back next Wednesday. So. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And I plan actually... to drop off their children to their grandparents for the entire summer. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, bye. We're gonna go live our lives. Yeah, we'll see you guys. We'll pick you guys up before school. I'm actually adjusting (laughs) just fine too. Like it was tough that those first couple hours, but I was like, this is nice. I don't have to get up as early. I don't have to feed anybody by myself. I'm so glad because I still remember, Mm -hmm. and I tell this to people all the time. I still remember you when Sophia (laughs) was a a wee little girl, and we were in your living room. And you were just looking kind of like exhausted and you were like out of nowhere. No, like no one was addressing you really. You were just like I never knew that I would never have any free time ever again. I and remember I was like, What? <laughs> yeah. What? What is that? And so at that moment I was like I know that I do not want to have children. <laughs> <laughs> like, that sounds horrible. Although I, mm. I was like, and that is when Auntie Kristen was born. <laughs> yeah, being right. Auntie is great. Being Auntie I is great. I love being Auntie Kristen. Yeah. It's my favorite thing. So, but mm-hmm. um, and I love that all my friends have like such awesome kids. Like all your kids are great. So I was like, oh, thank God. It makes no it easier. Kids. It does. It does. They're so yeah, because I don't like all kids, but yeah, your kid is cool. Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, you like kids? I was like, I love the kids I love. Like, right. <laughs> I love the kids I love. Like I love them a whole lot. But yeah, yeah. everybody kids, I'm like, nope. Nope. <laughs> Keep those kids. Keep those kids. Yeah, but yes. But yay, I'm so happy for you. This is well-deserved. Yes, and yes, indeed. soak it up. Just like, have as much fun as she's having. I will. I did. Yeah. I should. Yay! Yay! Okay, Drea, what's going on with you? Because ain't nothing going on with me. Um, <laughs> what's going on with me? So, um, just... Uh, ongoing update. I'm st- staying, sticking with my running schedule, which is going really well. Super excited about that. Um, actually, I have lost three pounds. Ooh, congratulations! You. Thank you. So I'm hoping it's three of many um, to go. Three um, of many. I, three of number. many undetermined number uh, that um, need to just be shed. Um, so I'm excited about that. That's terrific. Um, and I actually have just a funny anecdote about the dog and the cat, which goes back to your idea a few weeks ago about getting, putting their stories on paper, mm-hmm. um, because they are so, uh, I don't, you know, I really, they're so smart and they're so, um, sneaky. So, yes. um, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> we've established this. So, but you know, they surprised me still. And so I have, um, okay. So, you know, prime day, you know, Amazon prime day was like a week or two ago. And the, the, uh, the newer model of the iRobot Roomba was on sale. Now I already had a Roomba, um, but I had been eyeing the newer model which has the app on your phone so you could turn it on remotely and all this sort of thing. Um, so fancy. So, so fancy. And it was, it was on sale for a really good price. So I went ahead and got it on Prime Day. And um, so now I'm like using it all the time because one of the things about that, I, you know, that was hard with the other Roomba is like, it's the other Roomba was much louder. It was the, one of the earlier models. So this one is, is quieter, but uh, I still will often be home and just kind of not feel like turning it on or forget to turn it on. So this is great because when I'm like at work and think of it, I can literally pull up the app and hit the button and it'll clean while I'm not here. So that's what I've been doing, like, you know, uh, remotely turning it on and having it, you know, do its little vacuuming room to room. Now, the app will also tell you if there's a problem. So the last um, couple of times I turned it on remotely and it's like cleaning in progress. So I was like, okay, whatever. And then like not more than half an hour later, the first day that I, one of the days that I did this, I get a message that says, Roomba is stuck. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then it gives you the option when you open the app, like, what do you want to do? Like try to, you know, have it keep going or whatever. But I'm thinking, well, I don't know what it's stuck on. So I just said, you know, end the job and whatever. I come home that day and the Roomba is in the middle of the living room and it's kind of like on a, on tilt. Like it looks like it's on like hydraulics, you know? And so I yeah. turned it over to see what the matter is. And one of her majesty's cat toys <laughs> that she never plays with, like I have not seen this cat toy in months. Um, it's like a little bird with like long stringy legs. The bird, the legs, the stringy little legs are cut and sucked into the wheel. Um, like, you know, the wheel has like spun, you know, the wheel was spinning, spinning and like, you know, totally like chewed up the mm. leg. And so that's why it was stuck. So I had to like get scissors and like cut the leg off of the bird <laughs> and mm -mm. undo the thing or whatever. And so, okay, this is just a single incident, right? I'm thinking whatever, you know, I don't know, you know, like I, I hadn't seen the toy in a long time and the Roomba does go under furniture and everything. So I thought, well, maybe it found it underneath some furniture or something, you know? So I didn't put too much on it, but then fast forward a few days later, same thing. I run the Roomba remotely and about 40 minutes into the job, I get a message that says Roomba is Roomba's right wheel is stuck. <laughs> what do you want to do? And I was like, dang it, what is it stuck on now? Because again, no, with what had happened the first time, I made sure to like clear, you know, the ground. I looked around the floor in every room to make sure there weren't any cords or anything that, you know, could be a problem. So I'm thinking like, what could it possibly be stuck on this time? So I go, turn, you know, I hit the button to say end the job. And of course, I'm forget about it. I come home that afternoon after work and 
the Roomba is in the dining room and is also, again, like almost like turned off over off to its side. And what's crazy is that I had these balloons that were given to me for my birthday, right? And they were like, for whatever reason, the helium in this, these balloons were, was like never ending. <laughs> so the balloons have been sitting up on the kitchen counter in exactly the same place for over a month. And you know how they, uh, when the, the helium balloons, they, they tie the ribbons around like a big heavy weight, right? Mm-hmm. So that weight had been sitting on the counter with the balloons hanging from, like, you know, suspended from them for weeks, weeks. They had not moved. I had not moved them. They never came off of the counter once in four and a half weeks of just sitting there. And I come home that afternoon and the weight has been knocked off of the counter and the the ribbons like you know it's like that gift ribbon you know the ribbons are sucked into the rumba and tied all around the right wheel um and that's how it got stuck and it's at this point that i think to myself <laughs> this is not a coincidence <laughs> no <laughs> this this is absolutely intentional. There is no way these balloons got down here by themselves. Her Majesty's like, it was just a mighty gust of wind. That's what. Right. <laughs> so, right. Right. I mean, it was a heavy weight too. It wasn't like you know, just like a little like plastic. You know, some of them like will be like a, a plastic magnet or something. You know, like or like you know, like a little like it's no, it like a clip. It wasn't like what. It was like a big heavy weight that was covered in like ribbon um so i really think that both times her majesty put something in the rumba's path that she knew would stop it evil kitty thank you she's a bad kitty she's a bad kitty so Mm -mm -mm. um so yeah, and I and I think on this count, I, and I, but I do think that she does it more for the colonel than she does for herself. You always want to add the colonel to her shenanigans. This just seems like a kitty thing. Well, no, because here's the thing: in when I'm home and I run the rumba, she pays the rumba no mind, but the colonel hates it. If the Roomba is in his room, the room that he's in, he leaves the room and goes to the other room. If the Roomba comes into that room, he leaves the room and goes somewhere else. Like, he wants nothing to do with it. I think that she is doing it on his behalf. Not because he wants her to. I think she doesn't doesn't like him to be uncomfortable. Well, they are partners. I mean, they're they're, they're known as his cat. Right. Yeah, she's his cat. And just... She is his cat, and she do recall she wants to make that him happy. When, yeah, recall that when they stole your mm-hmm. Italian treat, mm-hmm. that's exactly what I'm thinking of. She did it. She did it for him mm-hmm. because she doesn't eat sweets. You know what? She's just like a woman. Just try to please a man. <laughs> I see the correlation. Just want to make that man happy. She's just trying to make that dog happy. Oh my lord. She is. I really do think that she advocates oh. on his behalf. 
And so um, I don't think so. I'm not. I don't think he's guilty. I just think that he's sort of like the 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 impetus benefactor, for, the benefactor <laughs> of a lot of this. You know, the only time that I've seen them work in conjunction for mutual benefit is when she tried to break into her cat treats. She had a pouch of cat treats that. Oh my gosh! Yes, girl, her own little cat treats that were on the um, counter and they were sealed. And, the first day I caught something that happened is she pulled them off of the tray and tried to bite her way into the packaging and was unsuccessful. So I just found the package knocked over on its side with a bunch of little kitty cat teeth marks. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I know you didn't try to break into this. Okay, whatever. And I just put it away. She's like, I know where my treats are. I can get them. Right. Thank you very much. I don't need you. Well, then, Exactly. So then the next, so I put them away and was like, girl, please, whatever. The next day, she had taken the pouch from where I had put it and knocked it down onto the ground over to him. Mm. And he laid into it and was able to open it. And they Mm -hmm. both shared treats together. Partners in crime. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm saying. So again, the cat and dog partnership partnership they are they are like the canine feline bonnie and clyde Mm, 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 (laughs) so ridiculous it is it's ridiculous but i do think it is the makings of a good uh children's book series i told you i was like profit off of them i was like and i want my i want my bobolita buddy back they owe me a bobolita they do. They owe you a, a delicious Italian pastry. Oh, gosh. I was so mad. <laughs> I'm still mad thinking about it. Because I want something sweet. Right? I want a cookie right now. No, I want a cookie right now. <laughs> <laughs> Christy want a cookie. Like, As a matter of fact, that. I want a cookie right now. Yeah, I want my mouth out right with something sweet. Think about that right now. I was like, ooh, I was going to get some soft pants on. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy that pants. little treat. And I'm like, where? Okay. Oh, yeah, Lord. that was a mess. So yeah. anyway, so that's what's going on over here. Just hijinks and shenanigans with the cat, the dog, and the Roomba. And, um, but nothing really else to report. Um, yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's all good in the hood, though. Okay, yeah, same here. Like, working and I've discovered new podcasts, some which I've shared with you guys. <laughs> and have yes. immensely enjoyed. Yes. Yes. So you've been Tell us. all cover up. Everyone's kind of in your, you guys are still listening. You know, Andrea, you finished cover up. I finished, I, finished, I finished it as well. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, oh, good. See, again, I was like, oh my God, this is so good. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was definitely binge worthy. Like, I was yeah. like, okay, keep going, minute, next though. one. Yeah. Yeah. There weren't that many, and they were, like, short and sweet and mm-hmm. well done. So it was like, yep, keep going. Next one, play, play, play. <laughs> yeah, it was so crazy. So that one, and then I've been all up into the, because, like, I don't really watch TV. So the unspoiled Harry Potter, like, I discovered last year, and I've been listening to it. They're a little nutty, but, like, honestly, I like it, because I was like, who doesn't know anything about Harry Potter? Right, and, and the CS said today, I was telling her about. It. She's like, "Well, that could be me and you." I was like, "It really could be." Dang it, we could have done this podcast ages ago. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Wait, Nasia still hasn't. She still doesn't know anything no, about Harry Potter. To the point where, like, I remember when when Nasia was living in LA, Vanessa had come 
to LA. We were driving down to San Diego and me and Vanessa were both reading the Harry Potter series. And we did not, and Vanessa was driving and she did not even want to drive because she wanted to be reading because I was reading. So I was reading aloud to her while she was driving and the scene was in the backseat, annoyed as hell. So... Like, what That's is funny. happening right now? Why are y'all so into this children's book? And she was like, and I was like, she's like, yeah, that could be, that could be me and you. She's like, I was like, yeah, this woman like doesn't know anything. She's like, yeah, I know that they're like, like two kind of like, um, posses of like wizards. Not posses, not posses. Like, there's like two, like she didn't say, but she said, like, <laughs> no, she said crews. She said crews. There's like not two, crews. like crews. Not that either. Like two wow. Nasia. And so and there's like, you know, whatever. And so I was like, that is hilarious. I was like, yes, this could have been us doing this podcast. Because the lady, like, yeah. I started that today as well. I am That's enjoying well. it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. fun. It's fun. And she like her expressions when you get to certain things, it gets me excited. And she, like you said, she's very astute. Like she, she's very astute. She's guessing some things with the plot where I was like, oh, man. So, like, it, they've got to a point where one of the listeners started a spreadsheet of all of her, like, guesses oh. to keep track of, like, which ones are, are right. She's right about it, which ones she's not. Like, the whole one with um, Hagrid's, um, Hagrid and what's wrong with him, why he has all these marks on him. She's like okay, do we know that his mother is still alive or not? Or Okay, she did. She's like, you know what I think? I think it's a big-ass baby. <laughs> <laughs> that is hysterical. And then when I came back the next week, and there's like, and like she said, it was a big-ass baby. <laughs> <laughs> that is hysterical. Yeah, she is so astute. Because I was like, Okay, she is, she's funny for sure, but she's definitely like, yeah, making so many predictions and like, and reading into things that I'm like, okay, I feel stupid because I've read this a million times and, you know, it wasn't until like the second or third read that I was like, okay, I see the connection, you know, like, or, oh, I see where that, that seed was planted early on and then turned into this plot line or whatever, you know, but she's catching it like right off the bat i was like well dang yeah and she asked her like if she thinks like certain people aren't gonna make it and she named some names that i was like oh my god when she finds out that that person did or didn't make it like this is gonna be so good like i'm like excited for her to like find out right it is exciting to watch well i mean and that felt similar to when um so we you and i had our friend morgan um, oh my god it was so fun yeah like so it was similar i mean we didn't do a podcast but um she was she was borrowing each of the books from me because she'd never read it. I think she may have. I mean, I don't even think she'd seen any of the movies. Maybe the first one, but she didn't really know that much about it. So I so we were like, okay, stop everything you need. And she's a big reader, so I was like, okay, I have the books. Like as long as you promise to take care of them, I will check each one out to you. As long as you promise to like take <laughs> care of them and really read them, and she totally did. She was like, check one out, like 
devour it and be like, okay, I'm ready for number two. Okay, I'm ready She's for number like, three. She's <laughs> like, yeah, okay, guys, I'm in. This is so good. <laughs> I went too, so, and it was so much fun, like, to, like, take somebody through it, you know, yeah. knowing, like, it'd be like, uh, you know, so what did you think? And she'd be like, oh, I'm so sad, or oh, that was amazing, and, you know, it was so cool. So, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. And it's super long, so, like, I could just, I, could, I was like, oh, I don't have to worry about what I'm going to listen to or nothing being on, you know, entertainment. So, yeah, like, I was like, oh, God, this would get me through through like months so this is great so yay <laughs> yeah so yeah so that uh, again yeah nothing working and listening to podcasts that's that's my life that's what i do um yeah, yeah. and it's raining in atlanta which is annoying so boo. oh my god Hot the weather rain. yeah basically oh god it's ridiculous yeah, i cannot out there she was like i wish it would rain here i was like yeah okay not yeah, we we need rain, downpour. but yeah, that's why it's so green here in Georgia. Alrighty, all right. Well, that does it. I know uh, Tanisha has to go. Uh, thank you for joining us, Tanisha. So thank you for having me. I survived. I don't think I said anything too ridiculous. And you're right. It eventually began to feel like a conversation among friends. Which is, Which is usually what it feels like in my car, and I just feel like I'm eavesdropping. <laughs> We've had a couple of people make that comment that it feels like they're eavesdropping, which is so yeah. funny because that's basically all podcasts are, by and large. But like most podcasts are like eavesdropping on a conversation, yeah. unless they're highly produced. It's like that's what it's like. Yeah, so even like one of my really favorite fun. ones. She's like, "What are you guys talking about? This is our private conversation that we're having about this topic. <laughs> what right. do you mean you have a comment to say about what we said? Like, what? <laughs> this is our own private conversation." In we've been trying to room. have a, what was it she said we've been trying to have a quiet conversation for, for the last year and a half yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well I've God. had a great time thank you for having Yay. me Yay. alright well look for your look for yourself on your own podcast app uh, tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow morning because that's where you'll be and my excitement is I never know because she edits everything and I'm just surprised with whatever the name of the episode is so I can't oh. wait yeah I do enjoy your naming so yeah. I'm looking forward to that as well terrific yes. I will work on that I'm that's so what mad I'll be doing tonight weeks. I did not sanction last week you never title. sanction it I'm just saying I I told you <laughs> in the broadcast not to name it that. She did. She did it anyway. She did. Sure I, did. And I said, you don't get to tell me. <laughs> she did. <laughs> so you know, we talking to, as long as we're talking about what people said. <laughs> get off my phone. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, ladies. It's Bye. been fun. Bye. Wait Tell Me Everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. Find all available listening platforms at anchor.fm forward slash wait tell me everything. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out and get social with us on our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter and IG at wait tell me pod. Questions, feedback, or something you'd like us to tackle? Email us at wait tell me everything at gmail.com.